Welcome to the Music 3.0 podcast from Plus Music. Today we sit down and talk to Robin and Ben from Posa Labs, an AI music company that helps create soundtracks for media that is entirely produced by AI. We also talk about training models and the ethics use of AI. Posa Labs trains their AI entirely on music made by their in-house composers and not by existing music. We talk about how labels respond to AI music, such as current proposed legislation on how to regulate AI music and how it's created and used. And finally, we talk about how Posa Labs has forthcoming music composition software that will allow all users to create AI music based on parameters like genre, instrument, and even including human voice. So here's more from Posa Labs now. Ben and Robin, thanks for joining us here on the Music 3.0 podcast from Plus Music. A uh, couple things we like to do to get you on once we have new uh, guests here on the show. We like to give you an introduction to our audience who are out there listening right now, but in your own words. So if you don't mind, can you guys give us a couple minute bio on how you guys met, how you started Posa Labs, where you come from, everything we want to know about you. Sure. Uh, I guess I'll go first. So my name is Robin. Um, it's been eight months at Posa Labs. Uh, I do global business development. I lead um, the global business as we uh, try to expand into the U.S. later this year. Um, I lead that project, uh, finding potential clients, meeting them. Um, I come from a musical background. I used to play the violin. Um, that was my major in college. But um, soon as soon I realized that uh, getting stuck in the practice room a couple hours a day um, might not be my thing. So um, I wanted to just get out there, do something with people, um, do some business. So then I uh, proceeded to um, study music business at NIU. And there I uh, became intrigued by uh, how technology influences the music industry and moves forward. So um, last year, as I uh, came back to Korea, I found out about this company called Posa Labs that does uh, AI music. And I was just curious what this company does. So um, I did the interview and I was quite convinced that these guys are trying to do something, as they said. Um, we're tr we're not trying to you know replace artists by developing this AI tech, but instead we're uh you know with this AI tech we're just trying to lower the entry barrier to music composition. We're trying to let anyone without even musical knowledge to be able to create music, and that's what we're trying to do. So I was con I, I was very convinced by that, and uh yeah, uh, these guys look cool. Um, nice. Join nice. Yeah. So uh, that's why I joined. Yeah. Nice. And Ben, so tell us about how you how you got involved with the company. Yeah. Um, my name is Ben. Um, I was born and raised in Korea the whole time, and then um, I went to the states um, for college, and then um, I majored in uh, human relations. It's it's one of the small major in, in communication department. And then um, I loved, I, I've loved music the whole time. So I decided to join, um, luckily, 
um, Universal Music Group. I worked there for um, uh, nearly seven years for PR uh, manager. So um, for seven years working in Universal Music Group, it's a very um, special time for me because I've met a lot of, you know, decent artists and like label um, figures. So um, like after working seven years in Universal Music Group, I decided to um, move on to the next step, which is a tech company. Um, um, so I searched a little bit. Um, I go, I went through a lot of like job postings and everything. And then I uh, figured, um, there's a Posalabs, which, um, they're, um, doing diligently uh, something about like AI music. So I kind of like, um, got interested in what they're doing. So I applied and then, um, I, um, luckily got joined in this AI music company. Lips. So mm-hmm. what, what I do here is, uh, basically, uh, uh, I'm trying to make the company, um, become more popular. So I, I'm taking care of all, all this like public publicity, public relations issues and everything. So, um, like Robin said, we, we are, um, pretty good right now. And then we are, um, trying to move on to the next step, which it, which we are targeting, um, ex- like we are trying to expand our business in the States. So we are, um, now setting up the U.S. branch and everything. So we are looking for, I am personally looking for some like global PR, um, like, uh, opportunities. And so that's pretty much about me, I think. Excellent. Well, good to meet you both. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so let's, let's jump in on, uh, let's jump in on AI and music. And I want to get you guys feedback on (laughs) So, you guys, you know, on your website, you got you got a couple things that are worth talking about just to start us out with. One of them is um, ethical use of data. Tell us about that. So, how do you guys how do you guys think about what's the core fundamental? What does that mean? Um, I think that ethical use of data in AI is, I'd say, it's quite noisy in the industry because you have the model. And you you need the data to you know process something to get the outcome, right? But um, the problem is, especially in the music, um, the data you trying to use is pretty much all copyrighted. So you can you either you have to get permission from the artist to use the data, or you make it. Yeah, you can make it, but uh, sometimes they use it without getting the right permission, right? So. What we do is, um, I'm not sure if the founder realized this problem um, at 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 the very uh, establishment of the company. But what we do is, uh, we currently have over uh, 20 full time uh, in house composers in the company, and they constantly, you know, compose the music ingredients, which we call the music samples, that goes into the model to process uh to to get the outcome so so we don't use any external data to um get our results uh we only use our original data 
all made by your 20 in-house composers. 100%, yes. Excellent. Understood. Very cool. You know, I uh, we've had several AI conversations here. It's really interesting to um, me, the ethical use of AI. I always wonder, like, AI music's coming out. How how is this not gonna be the biggest <laughs> lawsuit since Napster? You know, you got people make me a Beatles song because we trained it all on Beatles music. I just see those companies failing. So your approach to using only permission used or composing yourself with your own composers makes a lot of sense to me. My question to that is about how many hours of music do you need to train an AI to make its own song from your composers? I think I think it depends on the type of genre we're trying to compose. Um, how many hours? That's a difficult question. Yeah, um, it's really hard to explain by hours, you know? So we have over thick Right now, it's over um, eighty, no, eight hundred thousand uh, music MIDI samples that we've wow. accumulated since we um, established our company. Since what? What, what is it? Uh, Two thousand eighteen. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to explain, like how many hours um, that we um, use our time to train the AI model, but it's yeah. it's um, easier for us to explain like how much data that we've um, created to uh, train our AI model, which is um, over 800,000 um, music sample data. Yeah. Huh. So, okay, so let me ask you guys some questions. So, um, you know, kind of helping the narrative just for the listeners out there, right? Like, so we're trying to tie in 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 the in the um, into the the conversation, the way you guys are approaching it, what you're thinking about AI, why it's important. Um, so why? So you're doing ethical AI, and if I could sum up what you've said, in order to go build the models and and build out the the business and and technology that you guys have. You hired some 20 artists, musicians, and they're just churning out MIDI for you. Just MIDI, for the people that don't know what that is, those are like digital signals that are used inside of a music like program. And those usually are associated with some form of a note on a like a keyboard scale. So if you were to play a piano note on, you know, the the white keys, like the first E, right, you would be push that, that would create a, a MIDI signal, and that would be representative of the first E on the keyboard, right? So just nerd nerd out a little bit, but that's what MIDI is. <laughs> so you guys are using MIDI to be able to um, recompose uh, different, different works, and then because it's MIDI, you can replace those MIDI signals with any instrument and therefore you can change the the style and the mood and the intensity of any one of your compositions um you know without giving away the secret sauce of how your AI works let's let's just leave it there right so you guys are 
make a bunch of music, throw it into a computer, computer sends it back out and says, here's more songs and different songs. Is that a pretty fair uh, summary? Pretty much, yes. Okay, cool. So let's move on from that part. So you got, and then the, the, the why that's ethical for people that, that are still sort of like that. We hear a lot about generative audio and generative AI in general, but there's, and there's a small amount of talk about what's ethical there. There's, most people are just mo- really concerned about losing jobs, right? And so ethical AI is built off taking the hard work of human beings, in this case, music, right? So you're taking compositions that could potentially have come off of Spotify, right? Somebody could just turn on Spotify, ingest a bunch of music through a computer and get a bunch of of, of data essentially through just listening to music. And what you guys did was a different path. You went down and got your own music and you have the rights to do whatever you want with it. So that's smart. That's a great way to do it. Um, for, for the ethical um, conversation out there, where do you guys think the ethics get great and where the, where internally, maybe at the company, what do you guys see or you're on comms, Ben? So like, you're probably looking a lot out there with what's happening on, on Google is like, is it music LM? And there's, there's a ton of, of different models that are being trained right now. And it's a little bit gray on where they got that music and how it's being trained, but ultimately there's going to be a wave that maybe the industry of music can't stop, which is genies out of the bottle, right? Like once all music has been ingested and data exists, is is it that genies out of the bottle or do you guys think that it can be contained? Mm. Mm. Good question. Um, so you are asking about like what's ethical, like the definition of. Yeah. I mean, there's two questions there. So sorry to be, there's a long one. One, where, where are the ethics starting to go in the wrong direction? And then two, do you think the genie's out of the bottle? Do you think it's over already before? What, what does that, what does that mean? Um, like, you genie- know, in Aladdin, when, mm-hmm. when you know you let the genie out of the bottle, mm-hmm. then ultimately things happen. That's mm-hmm. the that's the analogy, right? Okay. So, is there any wherever you want? Go, yeah. Any further to go? Basically, <laughs> can you go any further once the genie's out of the bottle, so to speak? Um, to answer the second question, um, whether the genie's out of the bottle. I think that depends on the controllability of the data set itself. Um, in our case, um, since we accumulate all the data and, you know, everything's pretty much controllable A to Z. So in that case, we know like what kind of data we're getting and like how the data is composed you we know all of that information so in that case i think we can keep genie in the bottle but <laughs> um well what about for all the rest of the music i mean it's there it's out there somebody can listen on your website right now they can mm-hmm. listen to every composition that you guys have on the player 
and ultimately build their own model off of those compositions. How would you know? It's diff- I think it will be almost impossible to track whether our, our music or someone else's music is being trained uh, to build a model. But... Um, so ultimately, genie's yeah. mm-hmm. out of the bottle. It's going to be very, I, I agree with you too, Robin. I think it's going to be very hard to track it. Uh-huh. Ever. We're early well, in the... But, but by the way, by the way, there's already teams working at back engineering and like, and result AI, right? So they're, they're, they're working on like, I think, I think there's a term for it, but it's probably something more like... Um, you know how uh, it's like a forensic style mm-hmm. um, AI, right? So they could like kind of back engineer, figure out where where the source was, and whether or not it was sourced from somebody else's talent, right? Um, so, uh, Ben, you you were working at at a major label for seven years. That must have been an interesting interesting experience. Plus, give you a window into maybe the reaction from the music industry that's about to happen that quite hasn't quite happened yet. What mm-hmm. do you think the music, the labels are going to do when the genie starts to get out of the bottle? Right. Um, you know, like Robin said, it's really um, impossible to track like who and where um, using like all this kinds of data, it's impossible. If someone is using our, our data to train their AI model, we can't track it, you know? So like everything has to be done um, within the music industry, within the AI music industry. We need a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of, um, Trust to everybody. Plus, plus, um, Lucian, the CEO of uh, Universal Music Group, my ex boss, a long time ago, he um, he requested to one of the senator in the, in the states to make the law. Uh, he requested three things. First one was uh, to label AI music, which if it's uh, um, created by AI model. And the second, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, label it and um, compensation, distribute um, money to the author, artist. If AI model is trained, uh, certain song is um, made out of um, copyrighted song, like let's say... Um, we um, we made a song by AI model that which um, which utilized one of the Beatles song. Then we have to um, compensate a little bit of money to the the Beatles. That was the second one, and and third, uh, I'm trying to remember what, what what it was. So so uh, anyway, so if um. Like AI music industries, like everything we, we, we do, everything like 
everybody, if everybody who's working in the music, AI music industry is work, uh, work based on trust to everybody plus below, I think, like Robin said, we can, like, you know, keep the genie in the, um, what, what is it? The bottle? In the bottle, bottle. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think at the end of the day, um, I think that my gut sense is that the the labels are going to react pretty heavily with, I mean, they're they're big law firms, right? So they have lots of lawyers that will be happy to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, take, take their competition down right and and that's that's one maybe they maybe they'll take a different approach but that napster was you know their approach to napster and pirate bay was like major lawsuits you know class action all that stuff um worldwide right so in this case we have ai and we're talking about music on this call and on all the rest of the calls Music 3.0, in our opinion, by the way, is that the future of music is changing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the like the, the sort of point of this these conversations is just like, where does music go from here, right? And so, yeah, I guess the bigger questions that I have is, like, it's great to make music and have AI generate it, but then what? Like, for business use cases, great. You need a business. They want something that's royalty-free, meaning, you know, for the for the listeners out there, it's music that they can use for their business purposes. And it's it's got a lot less restrictions than pretty much anything else. They can just use it, right? Um in is it your business model that, that everything that is used is royalty-free? Yes. Okay. Got it. So that's that is your business that's model. So to a ton of businesses, yeah, and UGC yeah. creators, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you have, it, but like the music business itself, the one that we all grew up on was artist, mostly artist driven. The stuff there was a lot of music that existed in the world and still does that you don't care much about. Why? Because you can't go to see them play, or you know they're not an artist that you can read on or watching a video perhaps one day there'll be a digital character that also is ai generated and the music is ai generated and it's all one big algorithm based on you know whatever somebody gets creative and figures out next but i guess all that said well we're well, the reason why we're asking these questions of it's ethical what is ethical there's going to be maybe two camps, people that are like pirates and don't care. And then there's the people that are are going to play it like right and treat people well and build things of value. And then there's, you know, the, the idea of playing like well with the music industry. And then there's the concept we were kind of touching on, which is what are the labels that own a lot of music? And that music has like basically a human being attached to it that's a brand. Right. And so there's a lot of money in the music business based on the brands that are there. And and AI really does um infringe on that. But let me ask you guys a question after all that said. Do you think next generation fans are gonna actually follow 
an AI song? Mm. Like, do you they um, still have to build a brand around it, right? I think I can answer that question. You know, after um, YouTube emerged, you know, the definition of media has been changed, obviously. You know, like a long time ago when I was young, like let's say New York Times or CNN or, you know, like ABC, Fox News and everything, that's media. You know, we can't think, we, could, we couldn't think of like one person media, you know, which is YouTube like, everywhere in YouTube right now. Like everybody could, like, I can be a media, you know, if I'm, if I have a big influence and I, if I say something, I can be a media. <clears throat> so the def- the, after YouTube, um, the definition of media has been changed. I think through um, generative AI, uh, especially like in the, in the music industry, just like what we do in in uh, in the music AI music industry, the definite um, it'll be for everybody easier to compose, and it's going to be beneficial for composer to make song a little bit more um, efficient. They could get some um, idea or insights. Uh, through um, AI models. So um, at, at this point, we have a little, like small population of um, composers or producers, but later on through um, AI models, a, like generative AI, like a little bit more population could become um, composer, musician, artist, or, or whatever they want. So I think the definition of musician could um, change. And Absolutely. if users like to listen what AI uh, generates in terms of music, the definition of um, legacy music could be changed. That's, that's what I'm like looking for. Yeah, well, let's pause on that real quick. Um, So, agree. You know, know, we're we're basically building tools, right? We call it AI, and we're really caught up in that concept right now. It's basically just computers doing programs that are far advanced than, than they were before. We've been making music on computers for the last 25 years, right? So, it's not too far of a stretch to say that instead of having to really do it yourself, you say, give me drums that sound like this. Give me a snare that sounds like that. Give me whatever that sounds like this. Because it's all known, right? It's all known things. Um, You know, music hasn't really been that innovative in a really long time. But I did I want to say, and I, I think based, you guys are based in Korea, I'd love to hear about what what you guys think about the, the the K-pop or the J-pop, like sort of K-pop and J-pop like phenomenon, which which is a end up being worldwide, you know, hits, right? And you still have a lot of that running on, and it's a big part of sort of the cultural zeitgeist of today. Um, pretty awesome, right? And so being in the music business at the well, you're, you're in the music tech, but 
I'll, let's call that the music business of the future is music tech. So mm-hmm. well, how do you think that world gets gets affected? And I mean, that's hit driven stuff, right? So that's all manufactured. And, and like when I say manufactured, it's like teams of writers and like, you know, that's like mm-hmm. full on, like, you know, everything has to be perfect to be as big as it is. But what's your guys' viewpoint on it from, you know, being at ground zero over there? Um, In my perspective, I think K-pop aims to be super pop, like super popular. Like they always try to be trendy, up to date, try to be always try to be mainstream, right? So in my viewpoint, I think they they will see this AI wave as as something inevitable. They will eventually try to embrace AI, integrate those tech into the business somehow. Whether they, that could be you know creating VR avatar. Um, actually, company hype behind BTS, um, they acquired AI voice company back like i guess early this year right so in case what they do losing their voices they can always have those voices to recreate right like what they do uh with that company is they record artists voices like singing and they transcribe that into you know like 10 different languages without having to you know what a great record that's awesome. That, that is yeah. that is a way to leverage the technology. So, I'm surprised um, that we haven't seen movies like that. Like you should be able to go to Netflix right now mm-hmm. and watch, you know, Squid Game or go watch some like, you know, I don't know, like some narcos show from Mexico and be able to watch it in your native language and it'd be the same voice timbre as the original artist. Like that should happen probably tomorrow. I don't know why. I'm sure they're working on it. Right. But uh-huh. yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's interesting. Plus like, you know, as there's a lot of pressure on artists that are touring to that their voices have to be perfect on tour. If there's anything that supports that performance from well, like the music industry has broken up artists based on their chain like look at all the boy bands remember menudo <laughs> menudo literally literally rotated member nobody remembers menudo <laughs> <laughs> it feels to me like similar to like a bts or any of these boy bands they're recruited they're put into a thing and then they got a shelf life because once they turn 18 <clears throat> their voice starts oh cracking. yeah you know, that's why that was Menudo's thing. Oh, Ricky Martin, he's 18. Let's replace him with a 14-year-old. You know, they just keep rotating members to keep it young and the presence young. But now they could get old and still have that voice that they had at 15. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Genius. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a new time. Is it? So you guys are, you know, just to... We didn't really get into your product, and we've probably have done that sooner on. But all oh, right, yes, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about more about your product, your vision. Uh, you know, I know you guys aren't the founders of the company, but you've been with it for a good amount of time, and you're and you're the comms right now of of the company. So tell us about what you're working on, what's next for the company, where you know, what the ultimate vision of 
of the company is that you're that you're working on? Sure. Uh, so currently, we have two business verticals. The first one is obviously we work with B two B clients to provide bespoke soundtracks. The second is uh, we have the music library for music creators, subscription based, all created by AI. But we currently are pretty much all in to this product called Live, which is um, music composition software that enables people to create music, lyric, human voice all together with a simple, you know, keywords maybe. So users can access this website and say, I want to, I want to create music in this genre with this keyword of lyrics and this kind of voices. Within, I say like five to 10 minutes, they get a full complete song with lyric human singing the lyrics with the music. So that product is expected to launch later this year. Later but there will be open beta. So early you guys have any, next year. Do you have any videos or like alpha versions that are on YouTube that we could share with the with the, the community? Not at the moment. Not, not at the not moment. At the, we don't have uh, <laughs> any like prototype or anything. So if um, we're ready, we're going to send you an email to take a look at it. Awesome. That sounds good. So, um, we, we are uh, preparing to attend South by Southwest next year. So we're looking to launch that product at the event. Uh, we're going to give a presentation. So yeah, that is our next big thing at the at the company. And that product actually aligns with our vision to uh, create a world where anyone can own and create music. So up today we have done we have been doing only background music, but now, we're integrating lyrics and human voices. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see that thing. Um work and in live in action will be at South by. So you guys will have to let us know. <laughs> We're gonna come to your to your after party. Oh uh, yeah. I'll remember. Yeah. You Are you gonna to have BTS there? No. <laughs> <laughs> An AI version of BTS. Well, um, no, this is uh, this has been super enlightening, guys. Really, really appreciate the time. Um, we have to keep us updated on product stuff and 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 more about what's going on with your thoughts on AI. And if you guys have a blog or anything that you're that you have around the company that's like you know uh, sort of in line with with your thoughts and on the on the world of AI, I'd love to share that. Um, anything else that works? Well, I guess like. Most importantly, where can people find you? Where is the uh, what's the website? Where do you prefer people to go? Uh, our website is www.pozalabs.com. Uh, we have the LinkedIn page. Um, we're currently located in Seoul, but later this year, we're going to open up a branch office in Los Angeles. So nice. we will start our operation in the States. So we might be recruiting people. We don't know yet, but um, yeah, people can find us in the States as well. Awesome. Really fascinating stuff, guys. Um, we're super interested in the world of AI, especially when it relates to music here. 
Super cool stuff you guys are building. Really look forward to seeing how you guys grow. If uh, if you guys are into it, love to have you on for a part two, especially maybe when you end up here in Los Angeles, that's right up the road from us. So Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we can have you on again, see how you guys have grown and um, can't wait to see what Posa Labs has in store in the next couple of years. Sounds great. All right, guys. Excellent, you guys. We'll talk soon.